This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Man! Hey, hey Bo. Good afternoon, dude. <laughs> How's it going, brother? How you doing? <laughs> well, doing okay. Doing okay. I, you know, it's uh, it's been kind of a up and down uh, several days here. We were supposed to, uh, as I mentioned last week on the show, go to New Hampshire this past week for, um, the, you know, just to visit my in-laws and, yeah. uh, you know, bring the bring the newborn up there and uh, and get to see the uh, the beautiful winter time up there in uh, in New England. And um, man, my my baby had a um, she got a uh, an ear infection. And so, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, that. and you know, just kind of a mess. And then uh, my my wife at the same time wound up having a sinus infection and and actually got pink eye which i mean i didn't even know you could get still yeah <laughs> so yeah. it was a mess man so we actually uh stayed home do you remember those um those times when you were a kid and you're like yes i get to stay home because i'm sick and <laughs> uh-huh. like and and in your in your in your mind you're thinking okay i'm gonna watch the prices right and like <laughs> you know just just be pitiful and like take naps and i don't know read your favorite comic book or something but then really you're just kind of miserable because you don't feel good and like yeah. you know you can't do anything because mom's not there to drive you around and like <laughs> well and then you like in, in our house it was like you know mom wanted to make sure you were sick so if you didn't feel miserable being sick you got put to work so like, no, we were, that's the problem right yeah it's like you know so you got to sell it right you got to sell yeah, the sickness exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> well anyway we we had a you know it's a little bit of a disappointing week but um uh, true to form as you well know you know you, you're um you, you're your baby brings home some sickness and then your mm-hmm. wife gets sick and of course eventually you get sick and uh and so that's kind of where we are now but um man things are things are good rocking and rolling at ye old country squire man at the old pipe shop and it's uh it's just been a really uh fun kickoff to this year dude i i, I can't tell you how much uh you know even with the uh hiccups this past week um man we've just been so encouraged by all the folks uh, reaching out to us for our uh our 50th anniversary and um you know just interest in the different events that we've got going on and uh, some exciting announcements coming up. So, uh, but yeah, things are great here, man. Are you, are you doing okay? What, what's going on in, uh, in Houston? Doing well, man. Of course you, you, you coming out of the, uh, uh, <laughs> the immune system Thunderdome are really kind of entering into it. <laughs> I feel for you. No, man, Houston is great. Uh, we got some uh, beautiful weather right now. And, uh, and so things are going really well. You know, I mentioned on the show last week that, you know, I thought I had sprained my foot. It turned out I had broken two bones. Well, surprise, I actually broke four bones. So. Dude, are you, are you snake bit or what? I don't know what's going on, man. Like I went, so, you know, we went to the urgent care. They scanned it. They said I broke two bones and then, but they suggested I go to a orthopedist. And so I went in, they scanned it. They said, nope, you actually broke four bones. And so they okay. put me in a boot. And so I'm in a boot and uh, I'm not even recording in the normal place in the house where I record. So if I sound a slightly different this week uh, and for the next uh, four, five, six weeks. That would be why. Because uh, I can't, you know, I can't really go upstairs anymore. At least not on a so regular you, basis. Yeah. So you have this boot thing now, and that you know, it, it's it's just a shame that we're not together because, um, you know, anymore. Because these are the kind of things I would regularly, you know, make fun of you. for. Oh, big time. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking away the other day, and I'm like, I'm moving around like peg meg like like you know like I'm rolling around on a peg leg. Yeah. So, I was just thinking to myself, like I would love, you know, the the whole concept of you having a peg leg and then. And, you know, with the pirate <laughs> stick and I, I don't know, I, I, I could just, um, I, I, 
we we could have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> of course, oh, oh absolutely. But uh, so yeah, so it's been uh, it's been it's been a bit of a process getting used to it. But yeah, uh, my kids have been very very helpful, which is really good. They're at a good age. Oh, It'd be bad good. if they were a little bit younger. <laughs> but it's a it's a good age to break your foot, really. Uh, and then the life, family life <laughs> you, stage that we're at. So you're sitting there like quote unquote helpless, helpless. You know, really trying to sell that uh, sickness. And exactly, like, ah, that's what it is. Come, come on, thing number one, thing number two. Go get me a a, you know, a, a, a Sam. <laughs> Adams from the beer and I need my favorite tamper because I, I don't want to go across the room. Right. So you got to you got to sell it, you know, <laughs> exactly. That's what it switches. So like, you know, like I said, when you're a kid and you're sick, then, you know, you have to really sell it so that your mom doesn't put you to work. And it's the same thing when you're an adult, you got to sell it so your kids don't ask you to do too much. Like, you're oh. like, go get me the Savinelli and they bring you the Savinelli. No, not that one. Bring me the other one and get me right. a beer while you're at it. <laughs> right, right, man. Well, hey, there is, uh, you know, it's it, it has been a process, but, uh, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been good times here. Of course, we got a lot of stuff that's going on in the the pipe world. You know, I want to yeah. uh, make mention of this because uh, we actually just got our uh, tickets lined up like like just before uh, clicking the recording button, man. So I will be uh, it is now confirmed uh, that I'll be flying to Jackson for a Lent to Remember. Uh, yeah. happening March 28th. Uh, Scott Beidler, who of uh, the, the Lunting Society has been uh, working with you, John David, to uh, to get this all right. We'll be we'll be recording some episodes live. This will be an amazing opportunity to actually come down, make your pilgrimage to the Country Squire, uh, get some walking in. I don't know yet what the extent of my walking at the time will be. Uh, I will figure <laughs> it out, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe, and I'm just putting this out here. You, you've seen those daises where like multiple people like carry you while you're on like a throne? Yes. Yes. I, I'm not saying people should do that, um, but I mean, like that would be one way to move me around during a lunch to remember. Uh, or, or just putting or, it out there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Or you could be the guy that uh, is going around uh, refilling everybody's drinks. How about that? I, I can't even do that. <laughs> no, but I can't because of the leg. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't, it, I, I don't know. I, you know, at, at this point, we're going to have trouble selling it. I, I think you've kind of let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun, but we really do hope that a lot of folks can uh, come on down because this is really going to be an event unlike anything we've ever done, man. And, and we've done yes. some amazing things from the uh, being at the pipe show, uh, various pipe shows over the years. Uh, of course, our 300th episode at Missouri Meerschaum was a big, big moment for us and, yep. uh, and an amazing experience. Uh, man, This I feel like with every single step of the times that we've done kind of live shows like this, it's got bigger and better. And, uh, and each, each time has just kind of grown in its specialness. And I have a feeling, man, this is going to be one that we're never going to forget. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It will be special. Of course, it's uh, March 28th. Uh, that's a Saturday here in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, LaFleur's Bluff State Park. Uh, a Lunt to Remember in partnership with the International Lunting Society. And, uh, man, we would love for you to come. If you're going to make your pipe pilgrimage to the Country Squire and, uh, man, come hang out with pipe smokers from all over the country, uh, we we would be thrilled to have you. So uh, sign up. Uh, we need you to sign up at lunting.org. Uh, you can find all the information you need there. It's a free event, uh, but there will be, like, a small parking fee at the um at the uh state park there um and then at the after party of course is uh you know a lot of folks will be coming just for that and we will have um live music uh at the country squire we've gotten uh, uh great participation from our sponsors missouri meersham um and Briarworks international and also uh you know lane and uh stg uh you know the folks with scandinavian tobacco group uh peter stokeby lane tobaccos it'll be uh man just such a great spread and uh of course uh yours truly so <laughs> we're we're fired up come on down and we uh we look forward to having you to be a blast. You've got, I'm, I'm guessing, but I mean, like you've lined up some all hands on deck so you could be out, out glad handing and out running the cash register, right? 
That that's that's the hope. Yeah, I mean okay. we're 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 working in that direction. We're you know you know me. Things are going to be a little last minute, but we're, we're yeah. No, I, I, I we're figured. I figured. We're that's why I just here. wanted to mention yeah. that. Like you know you might want to <laughs> might want to pull in uh, you know the anti hurricane or somebody mm-hmm. just to, to to be on site to handle some things. No, that's right. <laughs> It'll that's be a right. blast. Um, what other man? I know that like this is like event season for the Country Squire. What else you got going on? Well, uh, of course, uh, next month um, on February 28th, the month before the other event, we have uh, the honor of hosting Eric Nording at the Country Squire. He'll be, uh, man, with his uh, pipes and, and cigar line actually here at the shop. And um, that'll be that afternoon uh, from 2 to 6 p.m. on February 28th. And, uh, man, just really excited to have, uh, you know, one of the world's most revered uh, pipe carvers, pipe manufacturers, and uh, pipe personalities here at the Country Squire in uh celebration of our 50th anniversary so uh really fired up for that and uh man just honored to uh honored to have him here and that's awesome well hey you know we we uh, are part of a, a great pipe community uh from all over the world but man we uh we've been mentioning it these last couple of weeks we'll continue to do so up until the event itself but we've got the fundraiser for rob e that's going on up in uh michigan now of course rob e fighting off stage four uh mantle cell lymphoma i think i'm saying that right uh and they've got yes. the smoke them if you got them poker tournament that they're going to be putting on uh, to help uh, support him. Uh, this that's of course happening on International Pipe Smoking Day. That's February twentieth. They actually just completed, if I'm not mistaken, either last week or the week before, uh, a fundraiser for the fundraiser. So I know some people saw that and got a little confused, but uh, yep. no, the uh, the actual event itself is the smoke them if you got them on International Pipe Smoking Day, February twentieth. Uh, no matter where you are in the world, you can actually uh, support by buying raffle tickets, um, even if you're not able to make the event. Uh, you can do so um, and by just uh, contacting Cody DeWint, he'll get you set up. That's Cody DeWint at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, Cody, of course, longtime listener and friend of the show and uh, Robbie, uh, uh, a, a great presence in the uh, in the pipe community and someone we really want to rally around right now. Yeah, and they've had a lot of uh, man, just a lot of excellent uh, support for this um, this event for Robbie, and we're we're just really thrilled to be a small part of that. But giving away pipes from um, pipe makers uh, all around uh, that, that are just really uh, incredibly impressive. Uh, some some really good uh, donations there. Lots of artisan makers, lots of limited edition tin tobaccos, and uh, things of that nature. So um, you can buy those raffle tickets if you'll just email Cody Dewint at gmail.com. That's C O D Y D E W w-i-n-d-t at gmail.com let him know and uh get that set up and you you can have the chance to uh support a good friend and also uh man maybe win something cool all right man we need to um we got a show today we got a, we got a we got a very fun show today and and, and uh, this is gonna be, this is this is i'm just going ahead and doing something i never do which is just acknowledging the fact that i'm i'm starting a transition and i do so because we're not starting this transition with where we're going to end up but it's all connected because i got a package from you in the mail yep and uh i always fun? love I, they really are they're they're like terrifying little uh you know question mark riddler packages you know what i mean <laughs> like batman would find these all over gotham city and not not quite know if it's like a bomb or or if it's chemical poisoning or what what it, what it could be <laughs> because <laughs> magazine package, letters cut out kind of thing <laughs> exactly in this package i feel like so there's there's three things that i, I want to kind of acknowledge that was in this package i got from you the first you've actually made mention of on the show and this this is kind of like a this was like a, I, like I was excited, very excited to get this because, you know, I, I had heard uh, that this was created, but this is actually a uh, kind of a pipe tamp that was custom created by one of our listeners. 
That's right, man. Our recent uh, club member and longtime listener, Andre uh, Andre Tessier uh, from New York, man, uh, he was so kind to make um, a custom tamper from a uh, tree branch that was that is from a tree right outside the front door of the Country Squire. So yeah. when he came for his pipe pilgrimage uh, about, I don't know, maybe six six months ago, something like that, Andre uh, snuck around and got a couple of uh, got a couple of branches unbeknownst to me and went home and made some gorgeous tampers out of them and um man just really beautiful spalted wood and uh did did an awesome job they're really uh real really uh cool keepsakes so we're, we're honored to have those absolutely gorgeous i gotta say man just the great great talent here you know um when you were describing it over the the uh show uh, when you mentioned this was coming I don't think I quite realized just how much this wasn't just like a, you know, just to tamp it down, but you, the way he kind of carved the back end of the, yeah. of the twig. I mean, like you can really get in there and kind of clean out your pipe. I mean, this is it's a, a great scraper, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A really nice uh, kind of pick and spoon there to, to scoop your stuff, you know, absolutely really, really nice. Yeah. Well, this is going into, into my collection and rotation as, as very much kind of a prized possession. This means so much even more to me now, since I'm not in town, um, yeah. just to have this little piece of the squire. So, uh, I want to tell Andre, thank you so much. It's it's gorgeous. So that's the thing I got. I got this out and I was like, oh, I'm so excited to get this and look at this and just enjoy this. Then I got something that was kind of a question mark where I was happy that I got it, but I didn't quite understand it. And that is I got two packages of Swan Vesta's matches. And yes. I, 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 I've got questions. <laughs> why, 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 John David? Why do I have two, uh, two cases of Swan Vesta matches? Well, it's one of those things that, you know, we have here around the shop all the time and, you know, sell and use all the time. But I knew, you know, down there, uh, just busyness and not being able to get, uh, you know, around as much as you probably like. Uh, you probably haven't seen those before. Maybe you haven't have had not. access to them. But uh, Swan Matches, uh, we've sold them for a long time. Uh, this is, a, I believe, a, the ones I sent you are the two and a half inch uh, stick matches, if I'm remembering 60 right. 60 long matches. Let's um, see. Yeah, two and a half. It looks like it would be about two and a half inches. Yeah, two or two, two and a quarter, two and a half inches, something like that. But um, these are sulfur-free matches. Uh, they are um, the most premium uh, matches most likely in the world and uh, wow. and are just coveted by pipe smokers to uh, really? light their pipe uh, just because it's um, it, it's a it's a little bit of a long match, so you have a little more time to uh, get a really nice um, you know cherry on your pipe before you tamp it without uh, having to light multiple matches. But then also the sulfur-free experience gives you um, you know that that nice um, you know chemical-free taste. It just uh, you know, is a really clean flavor um, that uh, isn't interfered with with any kind of uh, you know chemicals. So um, yeah, just uh, just you know, kind of a luxurious match to uh, light your um, you know light your pipe with. A lot of folks keep them around the house uh, displayed just because they're nice looking, and you can leave them on the table when you light candles and stuff like that. Folks uh, folks enjoy them, but um, kind of expensive. You know, I think those little packs go for I don't know three bucks a piece or something. But oh, right um, you know, for for matches, and you know, it's something that you. Uh, the pipe smoking is part of the process and everything. And so, you know, e that even goes trickles down to your uh, to your match. And so uh, the match um, it's just beautiful, beautiful pieces. And um, yeah, we, we love those things. Um, but anyway, I thought you would uh, thought you would enjoy them. All right. Very cool. Well, I will uh, I will definitely use them and uh, tell you if I, I notice a difference. I, I I do feel almost like this might be pearls before swine because like I am a big lighter. <laughs> like, I will rock the big lighter all the way. <laughs> so yep, that's all um, right. That is all right. No, I'm actually, I, I, I might even um, at some point do a little like comparison video, maybe like pack three pipes and then, you know, kind of light them like one after the other, get a couple puffs out of them and just kind of like, you know, share my experience. I, you know, I, yeah. 
I've got I've got like a few little kind of tidbits for things I want to put on our YouTube channel. Um, but I'm, maybe I'll talk about that a little bit at, near the end of the show. Okay. Uh, but, but okay, so great, awesome. So uh, a high end matches from none other than the man himself, John David. Thanks, thanks for that, brother. <laughs> That'll be good. All right, now now we get into the crazy trust exercise that is Squire Select in two different cities, uh, because here here in this package I have. <laughs> Two um, small little mason jars that are completely unmarked other than a big A on one and a big B on the other. It is almost yes. as if Morpheus has handed me the red pill and the blue pill. Uh, and, and that is the extent of it. I don't even get any kind of explanation of one will take me back to the matrix and the other will, you know, show me how deep the rabbit hole goes. However, I feel like we will be going as deep as the rabbit hole goes this uh, episode because, of course, it is a Squire Select. Now, yes. For those that have never listened to a Squire Select episode, this is where we take uh, two beverages, typically of uh, some form of uh, you know brown water, whiskey, of, uh, or, or, or a variety of whiskey, scotch, bourbon, what what have you. Um, could could be rum, could be uh, brandy, but uh, we also you know mix in some uh, some gin or some vodka, possibly even some tea. Doesn't have to be alcoholic, but we do we do kind of like to stick with uh, the various varieties of whiskey. Now I say that to say that's what we typically do. But as mentioned before, I have no earthly idea what's in these jars, which means I don't know what's in these jars, John David. Uh, how, how exactly do you want to set this this up? Because, of course, the goal is to pair these with pipe tobacco. That's um, right. That's yeah. right. I, you know, it, it, it's fun because we used to do this where, um, you know, I would kind of pull the pull the jar out or maybe you could kind of see the jar before we uh, or the, the bottle of, of uh, you know, of alcohol before we yeah. kind of dove into it. And now I had the luxury of being able to send you uh, these things and you have literally no idea other than the color <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> of the liquid that's inside. And so uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is a trust exercise. You're right. But I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it we'll have a little fun with this. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're going to dive in. Uh, you know, I'd like to, um, man, just uh, briefly uh, give a few notes about the first uh, the first uh, whiskey. And then we'll um, actually we're going to start with B today, Bo. Oh, OK. Um, All right. Good, good. I was lining up yep. A. But, yeah, I'll start I'll start working on B here. Yep. So we're going to we're going to start with B today. Um, and so I'll give you a few notes. Uh, we'll we'll or a few uh, little points here. <laughs> we'll try it together and then I'll tell you uh, I'll tell you what we're dealing with and then we'll go into description and uh and a tobacco pairing and, All so- <laughs> right, and, and just for clarity's sake i will not know what it is until after i've like, drank it you will not tell me what it is until after i've drank it right correct that okay. is correct yes I, I'm, I'm really thrilled about that interesting okay all right all right man i'm ready i'm ready let's go let's go all right man uh, the first one uh we are going with a small batch reserve straight bourbon whiskey it's from louisville kentucky uh it's made by luxco inc which owns a lot of uh lot of different um you know spirit uh related companies uh handcrafted in select small batches and extra age to perfection uh it's a 90.6 proof um uh whiskey uh and the um it's a bourbon that's been heavily weeded um and mm. so it, it's going to have some of that uh, you know kind of a nice uh tang to it there or you know if that's a kind of a kind of a thing of yours but uh Bo, do you want to describe kind of the color of this uh this whiskey Super light, very, very light. Um, now, where I'm actually at right now, we've got a lot of windows kind of going through, but that's one thing I noticed, especially in comparison to the other one, that it does seem to be uh, much lighter. It could yes. be, um, no, you know what? I was going to say it could be like a, a heavily steeped tea, but at the same time, like, no, you look at yeah. this, this is a whiskey. Okay. Um, do you, um, you know, describing the smell, uh, you know, it, it is okay. uh, 
kind of a uh, kind of a uh, for me anyway, kind of a light uh, smell, uh, kind of kind of weak. You don't really get a whole lot of complexity on the uh, on the nose, and then of course the um, you, you know there is kind of a little bit of sugar. Do you get any uh, notes kind of when you uh, when you smell this particular whiskey? So you mentioned like already the wheat, and I, that was one thing I noticed when I was kind of cracking this open. I always kind of detect like this kind of almost this this is, sounds like a weird descriptor, but like a, like a grassy smell. Not yep. like a fresh cut grass type smell, nothing that strong, but like more of like you think about the wind running through like overgrown grass okay, or something of that nature. Um, it does. So you do kind of, I mean, again, this is just from smell. This is very interesting. I've, I've never done this before, uh, but <laughs> I love this. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you do, you do kind of have kind of that, that charry, like oaky smell. You can tell this was stored in wood, right? Like it does have that traditional like uh, bourbon esque smell to it, but it isn't strong. Like it's not, this doesn't like when I opened up the jar, it didn't like smack me in the face. I'm having to kind of put my nose up to it to really kind of get in deep. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, you want to give it a shot? All right. Here we go. Cheers. Wow. Okay. So that's very sweet. That is very <laughs> sweet. Um, that's like sugar. I feel like I just like drank a glass of sugar. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, th- this, uh, <laughs> this, this is it, kind of a thin palate. It has a little bit of vanilla, but you're right, man. Just uh, straight up sugar. Like, yeah. I mean, this is just a, a sweet whiskey. We are drinking uh, for our first uh, select today, um, Rebel Yell Small Batch mm, Reserve. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because, you know, you think of Rebel Yell as uh, kind of a bottom barrel, uh, you know, whiskey, or at least, you know, a lot of folks um, do. I, I was just looking into the Rebel Yell brand, uh, and <laughs> so many funny things uh, said about that particular um, that particular brand. I, I, I love this on um, scotchnoob.com. Uh, he says, um, let, let me let me see if I can get this scotchnoob.com. Right. Yeah, this guy does a lot of uh, a lot of different um, reviews for different uh, whiskeys and uh, you know things of that nature. But he mm-hmm. says, uh, uh, long long a resident of the Bottom Shelf Club, Rebel Yell is a favorite of everyone from the college guy sent to the liquor store with a fistful of fives to get booze to the hobo on the corner with enough class to not be drinking vodka. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) He says it's hard to argue with a $13 a fifth uh, until you taste it. uh, $13 a fifth until you taste it anyway. Uh, So why not fork over an extra uh, $10 um, for the black label reserve. So, wow. um, so th- this is, um, the, you know, the, the rebel yell, uh, small batch reserve, uh, you know, retails for about $29 a bottle. Um, it, it does not make an age statement on, uh, the whiskey, but it's one of those whiskeys that, um, you know, oh, you it's tell. one of those. It, it is, it, it is, <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it does not make an age statement on the bottle, but if you ever have had the original rebel yell, um, it, you can tell this is a more premium product. This is by no means, a you know, a uh, Woodford Reserve or, you know, or uh, Pappy Van Winkle or something. But, sure. uh, you know, but I mean, it, this is a, um, you know, it, it's a much, uh, I think, uh, better product than their 
uh, than their original one. So, huh. um, you know, not something that, you know, is a superlative. It's not, um, you know, a, a, a fantastic, uh, you know, drinking experience, uh, not super sophisticated, uh, but, um, you know, is a good, you know, kind of workhorse, um, you know, whiskey and, um, and something that would be great uh, as a mixer, particularly if you mix it with rum or, um, you know, uh, or I, I'm sorry, with, uh, you know, Dr. Pepper or, or Coke or something. Really? Sure. I mean, like, um, to me, it seems like that would just push the sweetness over over the, the mark. This, the sweetness is really uh, strong here. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's one of those things that kept coming to me as I uh, was, was, you know, tasting this particular um, uh whiskey and I kept I kept bumping up against this like how do you how do you describe this kind of sugar uh, sweetness and so I started reading other folks reviews uh, kept getting um, you know folks describing this stuff as uh, uh, you know the similar notes as um, quote sugar cereal uh, candied yeah. notes. Um, yeah and then yeah, my some of my favorites on this were uh, when folks were describing uh, they would call it tutti fruity or fruity pebbles <laughs> and, and some of the uh, some of the least uh, you know gratifying um, uh, you know remarks were uh, notes of bubble gum <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, you know I think that's kind of where this is going it's not a not a super complex whiskey I mean it's one that is uh, really um, you know really uh, really sweet yeah, it is sweet. And I, I will you know, say I, this, though. Oh, um, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think a lot of it is due to, I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking about a, a you know, corn based, uh, you know, liquor here, but it also has, uh, you know, that high uh, wheat content, which is just, um, I, it, it has a little bit of a tang. So uh, there are no percentages that are uh, listed on this particular bottle, but, um, you know, it, it does have that little um, kind of grassy tang that comes with, uh, you know, a lot of weeded whiskeys. You know, so this is the thing that I noticed too, like on the first, cause I always, I, I am not a huge fan of what whiskeys that have too much like wheat to them. Like I just, yeah. I, that, that flavor profile almost like there, there's almost a texture there that I just, it does not sit well on my tongue. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know what it is. It's hard for me to d- define. Um, but I will say that this one, and it's because it's overpowered by how sweetness, how the, how sweet it is. Like it's like, that's definitely there. That flavor profile is there, but it's very much like subdued. Um, and so Mm -hmm. I will say in terms of wheat whiskeys, uh, or, or kind of more wheat heavy, uh, and, and kind of the bourbon department, I, even though I will probably make fun of this for a lot of different elements in terms of, (laughs) you know, trying to hide its age and, and, you know, calling itself rebel yell and, you know, yet, yet being kind of one of the, the sweetest, uh, you know, things I've ever tasted. Um, it actually, it's, it's, it's not, it's not terrible. It's very good. I wouldn't go to this if I was looking for a bourbon, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't like it. If that makes sense. And this probably, you know, if you had a room full of, uh, folks that were not, uh, particularly, uh, you know, whiskey drinkers and, you know, mm-hmm. we're looking for a good whiskey for a, uh, you know, a big party or event or, you know, certainly something where you're going to, uh, you know, do some cocktails or something of that nature. I think this would probably be a good go-to. So, right. um, well then of yeah. course the big question is what is the tobacco go-to? What, what is the what, pairing? What should be spoken? Yeah. Well, of course the, the, the whiskey we tried, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet and it's not complex at all. And so we need something to, um, you know, kind of, um, uh, pair with the w- this needs an aromatic tobacco it needs something that's going to take advantage of the sweetness but mm. um uh, you know maybe maybe cover up some of the shortcomings of the whiskey and so um it, you know we are going today with a a great aromatic that we've never actually talked before uh talked about before on the uh, on the show uh, it's 7 Cs regular blend from Mac Baron 
And uh, Mac Barron has, okay. um, of course, one of my, you know, if you listen for a while, you'll know, um, you know, Mac Barron is uh, right up there. One of my favorite uh, tobacco uh, manufacturers. We talked about, um, you know, them and um, their blending and uh, history not too long ago on the show. I, I can't remember how many episodes ago it was, but um, I have Return of the Mac, if I'm not mistaken, was the name of that one. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, love love Mac Barron, and uh, of course they're you know really well known for their uh, their Virginias, uh, you know their their flight tobaccos, um, you know how they uh, you know get some of the best leaf in the world, and of course what uh, Per George Jensen is doing over there with the uh, with the blending and um, j- just an awesome company, great great history. Um, but the Seven Seas blend, it's not quite a mass market blend, but it's about as close as you can get from. Uh, Mac Baron, and it's just a really, um, really good, uh, you know, aromatic tobacco. It comes in a generous uh, three and a half ounce uh, tin, uh, and it just so you know, you're getting a, a lot of tobacco retails. I think for uh, somewhere around fifteen dollars uh, for the larger tin, which is kind of nice. But um, yeah, so you open this particular tin and uh, are just immediately hit um, with uh, you know a real uh, chocolatey. Uh, note to it. It's uh, got uh, just a little bit of uh, uh, of hazelnut, which is there, almost like a Nutella uh, flavor, uh, which is kind of nice. That that Nutella flavor is uh, uh, lingering, and 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 then with, mixed with the chocolate, you almost think you're. Um, I don't know. It, it's like a it's like a richer version of a Reese's peanut butter cup kind of thing. It's really really pretty nice. Um, but uh, Mac Baron, uh, you know, here has done a done a fine job at uh, you know a, a good. Uh, aromatic that features black Cavendish, uh, Virginias, and Burley. The Virginias are more forward on this blend, and so uh, they're going to have more uh, nat- naturally complex flavors, natural sugars, um, and and those things pair well with the black Cavendish, uh, obviously, to make a make a smooth uh, kind of creamy smoke. You do have to you know puff this tobacco a little slowly, uh, as you do a lot of Mac Baron tobaccos. It'll uh, they have a you know tendency to get up on you if you puff them too quickly or hot box them but this naturally sweet virginia forward aromatic is uh is really nice the 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 look of the tobacco is just real decadent it's got a nice dark uh rich look to it uh, most of the leaves are just very uh very dark and chocolatey and um you know uh, bold looking and then you've got these uh, nice golden leaves that kind of accent the color uh loads well uh it wouldn't hurt to dry this tobacco out a little bit uh before you smoke it but um pairs nicely with the um you know with the whiskey uh and i i think uh you know because the whiskey needs a little more complexity uh but not too much to you know to delete it from the uh you know from the process altogether uh this is a good kind of you know middle of the road um you know nice you know, full aromatic, but not something that uh, is so flavor packed that it's gonna, uh, you know, overwhelm the the, the whiskey. So um, yeah, so Mac Baron Seven Seas uh, regular blend, blend, and uh, it's it's a great tobacco. If you're an aromatic smoker and haven't tried it, um, you know, I think it's one that you ought to give a shot to. Okay, all right, right on, man. That's a good uh, good pairing. I see the logic here. Um, okay, now we're moving on to A, and. I, you know, I, I, I feel like trust has been established, <laughs> you know, cause like you didn't, you didn't steer me wrong. You didn't steer me wrong here going with, but, but I do notice that you wanted to start with B, even though you labeled a first, which means you have, you have a, a mindset as to why you have them going in this order. 
Well, I, I don't really know that that's the case, though. I mean, I, okay, you know, okay. I just uh, labeled A and B just because these are the ones that uh, maybe I got, uh, I you know, in order or something. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think there was much of a method to the madness. But um, okay. yeah, go go in, go into uh, to whiskey. A we have a, um, a straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, this is made by Barton in Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, Ninety three proof um, uh, whiskey. Uh, the it, high it's a it's a bourbon, but has a generous uh, rye. Uh, content to it at 20% uh, rye. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's one of those that um, I, I think is a, is in its price range a really, um, really good whiskey and, and something that I've pulled for uh, before. Um, it says on the back of the bottle, this refined uh, bourbon elevates Kentucky distilling to exceptional new heights. Um, and um, it says uh, incomparably brash and bold, yet smooth and balanced. And so um, you want to describe what you see? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this one is going to be a bit darker from that standpoint. Um, it, you know, it, it's interesting because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about, you know, typically when I'm making like a roux, I think about kind of the darkness of the roux and always try to like have some sort of, you know, uh, scope, especially if I'm kind of coaching somebody on what, what kind of, uh, you know, how, for folks how, that aren't, uh, you know, familiar with maybe Cajun cooking, oh, what, can yeah, you yeah, define yeah. a roux? Absolutely. So roux, uh, you know, so down here we got a, a dish called gumbo, which I guess is all over now. And the, the core ingredient to all gumbo is the roux, which is essentially like a gravy, um, yeah. that is the base, uh, that, that your gumbo is made out of. And so, uh, getting that that gravy, that roux, uh, the right, and making sure that it's the right color will really determine what the overall like flavor of your gumbo is going to be. And so okay. it's and most of that is actually done by by eyesight. Um, you know, I got, <laughs> quick quick funny aside, I was actually making some gumbo the other night, and we got these uh, these these spoons that are supposed to be completely like you know you can't burn them, you can't overheat them. Well, I was, you know, working my gumbo like crazy. And when I pulled this, this spoon out, it was like this rubber spoon. It was blown up like a balloon because it couldn't handle the heat. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> like awesome. okay, this, this was not made for, for us down here. <laughs> this, was, uh, <laughs> this was made for y'all up there. This is not made for us down here. So it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah. So from that standpoint, I don't really know, like, I don't really have like a, a spectrum per se that I could kind of put this on to kind of compare it to other than to say, yeah. This is probably more on the side of like like an orange, you know what I mean? Like kind of a um, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Wh- like, whereas the uh, the Rebel Yell that we tried, this one uh, where it was more of a lemony, uh, real light. You said like a maybe a, a generously like a steeped gold, tea. Yeah, this like one a, is yeah. on the more on the orange, uh, you know, honey honey side. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With with a you know a good raw honey, if you will. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, give it a sip. Okay. All right. So let me, uh, let me take a little whiff here. Cause one of the things I noticed immediately, I thought actually you'd, that this was not going to be a bourbon, but this was going to be a rye. Cause you can instantly oh, interesting. get that, yeah. mm-hmm. that heat from that. All right. Let me, uh, good, uh, good, good call. Yeah. I'm interested. It's a great pickup, man. I love rye. Like typically I'm a bourbon that goes as far as it can with rye is, uh, is, is a favorite. And let me tell you just from the immediate sip right here, you feel that heat. Like first thing, the back of your throat, yeah. it just races right there. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting like by, and this might be kind of a by comparison, but I'm, I'm from the first sip. I did not pick up too much sweetness at all. Like we, yeah. we are, we are back in kind of traditional bourbon territory where you're looking at kind of that, uh, that very woody flavor, that, that, um, spice heat, uh, of the rye. Um, mm. pretty good. It's so strong. Un- it's it's very it's it's, it's got strong. a strong strong. If, if there's anything, I wouldn't. Again, I, I how, how can I say this? Like a molasses 
kind of flavor, not not in a sweet way though, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you kind of remove kind of the concept of sweetness from that, that's that's what I'm getting from this. I love it. Uh, man, th- this has been a lot of fun to get your kind of blind uh, tasting notes on. I know this, this, this is this, this is kind of nerve wracking to be. It's honest. actually I, it's great. Yeah, well, I'm putting you through the pressure now. I know. You get to be the one that has to do all this. <laughs> man, today we are uh, sampling for our second option. It's a uh, 1792 small batch mm, and uh, 1792. Okay, nice. Uh, man, excellent, excellent whiskey uh, for the price point. Retails for about thirty dollars uh, and readily available all over. Um, this is one of those that would be a great house whiskey for someone as well. But someone that you know is more intent on you know drinking the whiskey, uh, you know, for its own right, and and you know uh, maybe the uh, whiskey connoisseur that wants to have something uh, more um, you know readily available and inexpensive around. Uh, not that thirty dollars is anything to sneeze at, but you know compared to uh, some of the higher dollar things that we've tried on the show before um you know really really reasonable um it's uh, it, it, like you said uh this is a um it, it does have that high rye component and when you smell it uh in the in the glass you know you're smelling that uh kind of typical uh you know bourbon corn based uh you know notes the sweet bready notes butter uh pears but then when you drink it it's almost immediately that pepper right the, mm-hmm. the pepper uh the dry tongue the um you know you have notes of maple molasses like you mentioned um you know but that dry uh flavor the tannins that are there that you really um it's similar to almost like a like a real heavy cabernet right that leaves your tongue kind of in a in a warm dry uh finish uh just really uh really pleasant if you're uh you know a fan of whiskeys that uh remind you that you're tasting whiskey right <laughs> that's exactly right yeah yeah. So I got to tell you, fun fun fact about uh, yeah. about seventeen ninety two. So this was um gosh probably about seven years ago now is when I first moved back to Jackson when uh, from uh, Memphis. There was a brief, very brief period where I had to stay with my folks in Jackson while I was looking for a new place for us to move into. And while I was there, I, I wanted some bourbon to have on hand because uh, you know my my parents don't drink bourbon. Uh, my dad doesn't drink and my mom only drinks wine. And so I got, uh, or, you know, I got a, a bottle of 1792. I think it was recommended by my brother. And, uh, even though I was very much of age and a full blown adult, something about being in my parents' house and having whiskey felt weird. So I, I hid it, John David, I hid this bottle of 1792 in like the room I was staying. In. You're like a 30 year old man, like hiding booze from your, from your parents. Yeah. Yeah. And I will never forget it. It's funny. Cause as you were, That's as you, funny. as soon as you kind of uh, identified the brand, I took another sip of it and I was just instantly transported back to sipping that thing behind closed doors <laughs> as a grown man <laughs> in my parents' house. That's awesome. Yeah, you pre- and, and maybe at your parents' house, you went through the bottle uh, quicker than you normally would. I don't know. I, don't know. I was to, nervous. I was nervous drinking it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, th- this is the small batch uh, of the 1792. Of course, 1792 has been around for a little while. It's uh, uh, named after the, uh, the date that uh, Kentucky joined the Union. Um, it, you know, just kind of honor to you know Kentucky bourbons and that type of thing, um, and uh, you know always when you look at it in the bottle, it's got a different shaped bottle from a lot of the whiskeys that you see on the shelf, and so it's always been a really elegant, uh, you know, it, the, the elegant. Every time you buy it, you 
feel like you're doing something fancy, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, it's kind of got this nice, uh, you know, gold cap on it with just real, uh, the nice uh, warm color, uh, you know, uh, uh, liquid that's inside and this kind of squared off bottle that's just really, um, you know, really attractive. So um, the 1792 big gold letters on on the front. Um, and so when you, when you, you know, drink it, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good whiskey uh, for the price point, you know, anywhere, uh, the, even the regular one, uh, somewhere around, uh, you know, $25, uh, um, you know, for a fifth and, uh, not super strong. We're talking about 90, 93, 94 proof here, but, um, you know, it, it leaves, uh, leaves, you know, when you're drinking something, uh, nice because it's got that, um, you know, 20% rye content, the pepperiness, the, uh, you know, lingering little bit of uh, molasses, maple, uh, but then that finish with the, you know, it's just superlative, uh, dry finish with, uh, those tannins that kind of leave your, uh, leave your tongue knowing that you had something substantial and, mm. uh, and really tasty. So, you know, for a, for $30 whiskey, I just think it's a great, um, a great buy. Um, today, uh, we are pairing it with something Now, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, a, um, that this particular tobacco or this particular whiskey doesn't have a whole lot of sweetness to it. You're kind of right. left more, uh, with the, um, you know, with the, uh, with the pepper and the, uh, the boldness, uh, that's there. So I did want to pair it with an English blend where today we're doing Rattray's, uh, three noggins full, uh, Rattray's three oh, noggins full. Okay, Rattray's, yeah, yeah. uh, very, uh, you know, old, old Scottish brand. Uh, we've talked about Rattray's, uh, a lot before on the show. Uh, you know, Rattray's nowadays, it's actually made by Kohlhaas and Kopp, uh, in Germany. Um, it, the tobaccos are, it's got a, um, you know, it's, it's got a, a heavy, following nowadays after McClellan closed uh, Rattray's really uh, became a, a source of uh, you know good Virginia's for people a lot of people kind of migrated over to those tobaccos and and because of that the Rattray's tobaccos have been uh, hard to get they, they're kind of kind of tough to get uh, what, what what's interesting though the three noggins full we're talking about today um, is uh, is one of the more uh, uh, not as popular uh, blends from Rattray's. And so, um, you know, Rattray's folks are going for their uh, their straight Virginias, their full Englishes. Um, this is an English blend tobacco, but uh, for whatever reason, this particular one is not quite as sought after as the other ones. I really like it, and I don't smoke a lot of English blends, and I'll tell you why. Um I'll tell you why I like it, even though I don't smoke a lot of English blends, and uh, and that is because this one has a high Virginia content. Um, Virginias, mm-hmm. as you know, have a lot of natural sugar. Uh, they have complex uh, characteristics. Uh, you know, as you're smoking the tobacco, that lots of flavor changes throughout the bowl. Um, and so this one, the Virginia Ford uh, hay-like natural sweetness, grassy uh, flavors, it mixes well with that sooty uh, Latakia that's in there. That's kind of uh, it certainly present this is a you know it, it markets itself as a full english blend it is but but the um the virginias in this particular blend uh it take uh, more center stage i think uh even than the latakia and so uh just a really really great blend it's uh paired with some orientals which is really nice uh to give it kind of that floral aspect and so pairs well with the 1792 uh which leaves you you know peppery uh, bold, you know, I, I just drank something substantial. Uh, this is an English blend. It gives you those those rich, bold, sooty notes, but but it's going to have the Virginias up front and the Orientals, which uh, give you that natural sweetness, the complexity, um, you know, something interest, 
interesting to to pair and kind of round off the um, you know maybe the, some of the rough edges of the 1792. So some people would refer to this as a Scottish blend uh, because it has that uh, kind of Virginia uh, forward um, you know flavor to it. It has a little black Cavendish in there as well, which uh, uh, just kind of smooths it up. Um, but, you know, just a really uh, clean, um, you know, tobacco, full flavor, but burns really, uh, really cool and nice, uh, easy to, to keep lit. And uh, I think complements the 1792 uh, really well. All right. Well, great pairings, man. This is always a, a blast to experience, uh, in this case, uh, at least one new new whiskey for me. Uh, you know, I <laughs> the there's always kind of this question of how much will the whiskey that you send me be, be left in my pantry by the time that we do another one. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say that the last, uh, last whiskeys have, have all been uh, fully consumed. I have no doubt that they, uh, uh, that this will be the case here with these, these jars as well. Certainly, uh, certainly with the, the 1792, um, or wait, yeah, seven, 1792. Yeah, 1792 small batch. 1792 small batch, small batch edition. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Very much enjoy that. So uh, great, great job and great selection. Here's the great thing about Squire Select, though, is not only are we expanding our palates, we're able, uh, you know, our whiskey palates, but we're also kind of given the opportunity to expand, expand out our uh, pipe tobacco palates as well. And the best way to do that is making sure that you're actually able to get all of those different flavors with every single, you know, puff. And one of the reasons why we love to talk about the various flavor notes and everything is because we know it is possible to enjoy a pipe tobacco to the fullest. And that is with a good quality corncob pipe from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right, man. You know, the Squire Select episodes that we do are really geared towards tasting. Mm. Um, and, and tasting uh, tobaccos is is uh, something that can be a lot of fun. And if you want to get real uh, into it, have a very refined, clean experience for every new tobacco that you're trying, uh, let me recommend to you the Short Stop Pipe oh, yes. from Missouri Meerschaum. Now, the Short Stop is great. It's a very small pipe. It only has a pinch worth uh, of tobacco room in the chamber there. It's a really, uh, really light, uh, small frame pipe you can poke in your pocket, but this is a very inexpensive pipe that uh, you can have a whole bunch of, and with every tobacco you try, have a completely new, clean, fresh bowl uh, that gives you the pure taste of the tobacco. Just a really good smoking experience. Uh, has It's the same bowl size as the mini, uh, but it has a little bit of a longer stem there to, to mm. cool the smoke down quite a bit. So, um, man, just a great pipe, a fun pipe. It's one of those that you can give away to friends, but uh, just really does make an excellent tasting pipe. So, um, you can get it from the source uh, straight from Washington, Missouri. If you go to corncobpipe.com, uh, you know, check out the Missouri Meerschaum Shortstop Pipe and uh, so many different others. And, uh, man, smoke it and uh, tweet out a picture. We'd love to retweet it. Absolutely. And thanks to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum for helping make this show happen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week coming in from listener Scott E. Scott E. All right, so here's what he's got. He said, if you had a uh, had to choose a first pipe for your non-smoking spouse, what would you hmm. choose? Rusticated or smooth, plump or svelte, uh, simple or intricate? How well do you really know what they would want? Thanks. <laughs> Great job, guys. Now, here's the thing. I think Scott is asking, I can't tell if he's asking this from the standpoint of like broadly for like how you would choose that or if he's asking us specifically how we would shop for our spouses. But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking we lean in that direction. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's interesting. You know, when my wife obviously, uh, is very aware of, um, you know, what we do and the things we talk about, even though she's not, you know, a pipe smoker, she's taken a puff on my pipe here and there and, you know, does occasionally just to, um, you know, have a little bit of fun, but she's not a pipe smoker by any means, but she's aware of these things just because, um, you know, that's our family business and she's around us, uh, you know, a lot while we're, uh, talking about it and selling it and, and all that other stuff. But, um, she likes pipes that have, uh, you know, severe angles and hard edges. Those are kind of interesting to her. Mm, so interesting. Uh, yeah. The first pipe she ever bought me was uh, just a straight, uh, real clean, but angular, uh, you know, very, um, you know, 1950s-esque uh, Kamoi Bulldog uh, and, and just a really beautiful pipe. Uh, but it, it's a it's a bulldog shaped pipe. And so, um, you know, if if I was going to get, uh, you know, my wife a, a pipe, I would probably get her, uh, you know, a bulldog, something with those um, severe angles to it that, uh, you know, leave, you know, kind of a nice feel in your hand and, uh, you know, touch you know, certain, uh, you know, just something about holding the pipe makes it more interesting because of those angles and texture and that type of thing. You know, for me, I would always, you know, steer towards if your pipe, if your spouse has ever said something complimentary, uh, towards one of your pipes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, she, if she's ever said anything complimentary towards, uh, you know, let's say this pipe or that. And she said, man, I just love how uh, colorful that pipe is or how long it is or, uh, you know, how uh, pretty the grain on that pipe is. Then that's a good indication of maybe, you know, the, the direction you should go. Other than that, 
it's really just kind of a blank slate. Uh, you know, think about, um, you know, a new pipe smoker, uh, it, just like anyone else, uh, you know, would they want uh, maybe a, a medium sized bowl, a smaller bowl, a lot of, a uh, lot of folks, if, uh, you know, spouses I, in my uh, situation, they want to smoke a, or my, um, you know, experience want to smoke a pipe just to have something to bond with their spouse a little bit, but maybe they don't want to smoke, you know, a, a three hour long bowl type thing. So it seems like a lot of spouses wind up getting uh, smaller bowl pipes just to, you know, have something to keep around and puff on maybe for, for a few minutes, but, um, but not get quite as into as, uh, you know, as a, as the, um, the, the primary pipe smoker in the relationship. So I don't know, it's a, it's a crapshoot. It's one of those things that you'll just have to, uh, take a stab at. But, um, I know for my wife, I, she would want, uh, you know, something that, uh, has those nice, uh, kind of ridges and angles and, uh, you know, it, something that makes it feel interesting in your hand. So yeah. what about you, Bo? So knowing my wife, like she, she would definitely want to like go like head first all in with whatever was like the most crazy re- extreme, like statement, uh, type of pipe. Uh, but at the same time, I also know she wouldn't be smoking it all that much. So I'd kind of go with actually a Missouri immersion pipe. I'd actually go with the, the general, you know, the, the MacArthur. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, I think that that's just, it's, it's kind of so over the top that I know that she would just rush directly towards that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, even if she doesn't necessarily take up pipe smoking, you you know, she's going to have fun just because it's a, uh, you know, kind of a, um, a, over like you said over the top experience i guess yeah no i and I, you know i always go back to and this is not just you know uh, just kind of fun kind of speculation for your spouse but also like you know if you are ever buying a, a pipe for somebody maybe you are looking to, to buy a pipe for your spouse you know i think i think going back to something that you said a long time ago that, that i keep referencing is that's when you're when you're smoking a pipe you're already making a statement and you know thinking about how that statement comes across uh, you got to think about, you know, what is what is that mindset? What does what does that pipe smoker want to kind of communicate to the world? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I just know my wife, man. She would she would go all out. So absolutely, uh, that it would be awesome. the, uh, the MacArthur. So great question, Scotty. We'd yeah, love to know like uh, if you if you recently made a purchase for your spouse. Let us know. Uh, let us know how that went and uh, and what was your kind of thinking at the time as well. Uh, and hey, if you've got a pipe question for the show, be sure to send those in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. We got some quick fire questions. This is game edition here on Country Squire Radio. Um, okay. And I'm gonna Sweet. I'm gonna cut these in half. So we'll do three today and, and three next week. Okay. Uh, all right. So first one, checkers. Do you choose? the red or the black oh wow like which um, which team i don't know if team is the right phraseology here but yeah, which, which side do you uh, go with pro- probably black I, yeah. I i think yeah black all right interesting i i go i go red on checkers i go okay. red on checkers i don't know that i have a reason for that uh but this next one is, is probably i do have more of a reason for it, and that's chess do you go black or do you go white i tend to go white in chess because i think the white team gets to go first right is that true? I, I thought you flipped. We always flipped a coin. I go Maybe black so. because like, you know, the black knight uh, and kind of, you know, uh, yeah. it's literally yeah. a dark horse. I, I just, I really, I, I dig the, uh, I almost always go black or blue or, or whatever the kind of the, the non-white team <laughs> is, but, but generally, uh, generally black. All right. And then uh, finally, man, poker, uh, five card or Texas Hold'em? 
Man, you know, growing up, we always played five-card draw. Um, so I'm going to have to go with that. I've played Texas Hold'em maybe one time in my life. Um, and, hmm. you know, I'm just not the biggest gambler on earth, even though I understand the appeal of it and know that it's fun for a lot of folks. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with five-card draw, man. It just gives me kind of that, um, you know, nostalgic feel. Interesting. I do not like five cards. <laughs> I'm much more <laughs> of a Texas Hold'em. And I love me some Texas Hold'em. I haven't played it forever. I think... Like, sadly, the, the last, like, real game I played was one back at your house, like, years ago. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A long time ago, yeah. You know, I, I find that most of the time, I'm, I'm not a bad poker player, but I am a bad poker player. Because what ends up happening is I do quite <laughs> well for a large amount of time. And then there's just, there's a wall that you hit when it's like, you know, you and, like, uh-huh. two other people. And you're just kind of like, I kind of want to go home. And then I kind of, like, look at my, my stack and be like... <laughs> Do I, you know, what, what's the, what's the cost value here? Right. Like, like, am I willing to pay this amount of money to go home right now? <laughs> and so then that's I, that, hilarious. That's when I start making like these just shoot for the moon, crazy, like gambling type moves. Everything up until then is typically strategy, which is why I'm able to last as long as I am. But yeah, near at, the, the end. at the end, you're just like, let's, uh, you know, let's either win it all or, you know, go get in bed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so there you go. That's a little, a uh, little game edition here on country squire radio hey if you got uh, some quick fire questions for us send them in show at countrysquireradio.com your thoughts your comments listener feedback listener feedback all right first listener feedback this is coming in from the bread man the bread man the bread man okay yes the bread man in pittsburgh he says uh one day i woke up and decided i was gonna buy a pipe i smoked cigars but figured the pipe was v- much more interesting day after day i work to provide for my family and all i want in return is to relax and smoke a pipe that i've never actually smoked before so it's really more of the idea of smoking a pipe really that speaks to him uh <laughs> he said well that pipe the quote-unquote my pipe was purchased at my local antique shop i heard a good pipe will last a lifetime and beyond so the purchase was fitting considering that i'm really into history and art my first pipe couldn't be new it couldn't smell fresh it had to have character so i found five pipes all were in a glass case and the shop owner said that an old man had sold these to him uh, they said that, uh, they were his and he was ready to let him go. And so I bought one fitting. I walk in and bring life back to this dirty old bowl. It's actually awesome. And I learned some nuances from you both about smoking it. I love the podcast. It's warm and interesting. You guys are pretty cool. Pittsburgh is really far from Mississippi, but I'd love to hang out at the shop someday with my old pipe. Thanks fellas. And again, that is the bread man in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Breadman, thanks so much for listening. And uh, glad you found those pipes, man. Glad you found those uh, historic pieces that kind of push your buttons. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of folks get into pipe smoking because of the, um, you know, the romance of it and, you know, <laughs> kind of the idea of smoking different pipes. And uh, it's not very utilitarian. It's more of a uh, kind of an ideal. And um, man, I, you know, I hope you continue. I hope you really uh, double down on it and uh, and enjoy it. It looks like you found some real gems. Absolutely. Well, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, we also have an iTunes review in this week. This is coming in from The Real Mantis. What did The Real Mantis have to say, John David? The Real Mantis, he says, uh, this is a wonderfully delightful podcast about pipe culture. I couldn't help but notice, however, that there aren't any discussion on those fine glass tobacco pipes <laughs> that I keep seeing at gas stations. Uh, I think JD may have prejudiced against glass pipes. Uh, perhaps I will mail him a dragon-shaped glass pipe for Christmas, and maybe he will come around. Um, man, The Real Mantis, uh, that is such a such a kind offer. Uh, glass pipes, yeah, that... Um, 
um, that that um, you can you can find that out on the Urban Squire podcast. <laughs> we uh, yeah, we, we we just stick to stick to Briar and uh, Corn Cob and Meerschaum on this one. No, no, no it's, it's the City Night Television Show. The city, the city night. Yep. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. The city, the city night television <laughs> show uh, is is. I'm pretty sure that's where that's going down. So you can, you could definitely find it there. Agreed. Uh, but thank you very much for that five star review. And hey, if you want to re- review us on iTunes, uh, we'd love when you do. It's a great way to support the show. It doesn't cost you a dime to do it. But if you are willing to spend a few dimes to make this show happen, head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio, where you can join the international country squire radio pipe club uh, and get some great benefits for doing so, including access to our squire lounge on Facebook and possibly one day on discord. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Maybe I shouldn't, but I did. <laughs> You never know. Uh, you never know. You never know. Uh, so yeah. So putting that out there. Also, you know, man, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, I should uh, uh, close the loop on this as well. I, you know, I keep on kicking around some different ideas for our YouTube channel and some different things to do. You know, I, I, I want to kind of show some jarring of some tobaccos. I don't know if that's interesting or not, but I'm kind of floating that here. The other thing I want to kind of float is I've had this idea for something that I don't know would work on the podcast, but I think might be interesting as a YouTube, a, a mini series on YouTube. And that is something I'm kind of kicking around called pipe lore. And it's kind of like our Heroes of the Bowl series, but it kind of goes less into the pipe tobacco and more into the characters themselves. Um, So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I'm curious to see some feedback if that's something y'all might be interested in. Again, not as a as an episode series on the podcast, but maybe a little bonus content for the YouTube channel. So yeah, yeah, cool. Throwing that out there. Uh, Also, you can keep up with us throughout the week. You can reach us on Twitter. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. At Squire Radio is the show's handle. And of course, you can find all that good information and more at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, John David, it is always a fl- I'm, I'm always a fan of whenever we get to do Squire Selects. I know, man. Shoot. It's one of those things. It's, uh, you know, high noon, uh, you know, several drams of whiskey. Now I have to go back to work. Uh, got to have, uh, you know, the every quarter we have that one really unproductive Monday. And yeah. uh, and here it is. <laughs> well, unproductive and on for everything except for the show. I like to think no, this is right. the most productive we are on the podcast. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's certainly the most fun on our end. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And hopefully it's fun for y'all as well. Wait, well, hey, man. Let's go have a week. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.